It's so good. 740 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And, uh, oh, I did get a note in uh, from um, City Council Administrator Don Carrera who said that normally they do have the Winterfest folks in, but for some reason it didn't happen this year or last night. So uh, it's a little bit of a bummer because it is a fun show. Uh, joining us now by phone, we have Kate Meehan. She is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net, a dear friend for many, many years. Now, Kate, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. So, um, lots of things in the news. Can I start with what is honestly my favorite story of the week? And I have not talked about this other than with you. I've kind of been saving it because it's kind of in your wheelhouse. I talked a lot about how Saturday Night Live completely missed the mark when they made fun of Elise Stefanik over those hearings with the university presidents last week. They missed everything in doing this. They were completely off target. And then it turns out that Cecily Strong was going to be Elise Stefanik in that sketch. And at the last minute, she's like, no, this isn't right. I'm not doing this. This is this is off target. And she pulled out, like, what, the day of or the day before it was to air? Is that right? Yeah, she did. She was in the audience watching the rehearsals. She took it right down to the wire. And, you know, they've said there have been several reasons why she opted out of the skit, but that is definitely the main one. And it would have been her first return to the series in just about a year since she had left. But, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of good to see that there's a moral compass. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe when you step away from that, that whole environment, meaning that series, um, when you step away from it for a little bit and you come back, you maybe see it differently and you realize that there is a certain desperation factor. You know, SNL oh, that's a, has such a good always, way to put it. There's, they've always made their show based on the insane realities of our current modern day life. However, some of these things, you just, you you know, you look for the humor in things because it helps you get through. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm one of those people myself where if I can find the, the dark humor in something personal, like that's how I know I'm going to be okay and I'm fine. But there are things you just don't make fun of. And when it comes down to things like this, that definitely is falling into that category. And it's good to see that, you know, a little bit of distance maybe gave her some clarity and her moral compass is definitely intact, at least in this issue. Yeah, I mean, they had such a ripe opportunity. They could have made fun of the university professor, uh, university presidents. And if they'd have done that... Yeah. You know, and they did a little bit of that in the sketch. But if they'd have just done that, it actually would have been appropriate. But, and I, you know, she would have been very, very effective at satirizing Lee Stefanik because I know she's such a great comedic performer. But so yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm glad she didn't. It made, it, I think it probably made the sketch fail in part. But it was good to see some judgment on her part. I, I love that. Another story that I yeah. that I just thought was personally fascinating is Loretta Swit. Okay, uh, Margaret O'Houlihan, Major Margaret O'Houlihan from Mash for many, many, many years has apparently come out and said uh, that she never liked the Hot Lips nickname. And, you know, when I read this, what I thought was, well, you're not supposed to like it. It's it's making fun of the sexism of the name. That was kind of the point of the nickname. Did I miss something here? And I think... I th- I think what you're missing is the fact that you're a man, kind of. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. It's true. <laughs> because, well, no, because it's, the perception of it is definitely different. You know, outside looking in, it can be written off as, well, she wasn't supposed to like it. And, you know, everybody kind of gets a nickname and nicknames are given with some level of affection usually. Right. However, for a woman, a character of stature and rank, she felt 
that the respect should have been there. And it is, unfortunately, it is different when you give a man a nickname and when you give a woman a nickname. Society treats it differently. And so, you know, a guy can be called whatever, but he's still respected. When you call a woman something like that, somehow she ends up being diminished and she's already fighting hard enough not to be diminished, especially if she's, you know, shoulder to shoulder in in a men's environment like the military was. So that's why she took issue with it. And it, it definitely makes sense to me. You know, she felt like the character should have been respected. So the character was never going to seem like she approved of the nickname because, you know, I think the reaction was kind of like, is that all you've got? Like, you know, I bring all this to the table and is, and that's what you still reduce me to. And it's a recurring theme that women have faced for decades right up until right now. You know, there are always moments where you are reduced to something less than what you actually, what your value actually should be. See, it's interesting because, I mean, I agree with all, all of that. I always thought that was the point of that being in the show, that they were making that point. I mean, MASH is a very left-leaning show, very liberal-leaning show, and I thought the presence of that nickname was actually making that point for all to see. That's why I thought it was weird that she, you know, she seems to have resented the use of the nickname to make that point. But, I mean, maybe I read it differently. Because I don't, yeah, I think, well, because I think you, you, you actually maybe thought it over and realized, you know, subliminally what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But for cut and dry, how it came across, it was just another moment where a woman is reduced to, you know, and kind of sexualized in this way. And, and that is, you know, the grander way that people would have taken it because not everybody thought about it too deeply. They just took it for what it was. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that she wouldn't have liked it and she would have you know, found little ways within that script and within her acting to kind of rally against it a little bit because it's what women always do, you know, from whether it's the 70s and 80s or currently, you always find a way to push back a little bit or to, you know, let your displeasure be known. Yeah, the, the, the marginalizing uh, action, you find a way mm-hmm. to, you know, undermine the uh, the effect of that marginalizing action. So, no, I, I agree with that. Kate, um, Eddie Murphy is back with Judge Reinhold and um, and others in uh, Axel F, Beverly Hills Cop Axel F on Netflix. Um, and the Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending after the 12th season upcoming. And Netflix Squid Game is going to become a video game. Pick your target. Oh, okay. How do we feel about Eddie Murphy coming back and another incarnation of Beverly Hills? Aren't they like, how do in we their feel 60s now? Isn't it past retirement yeah. for a cop kind of at this point for typically often? Well, definitely. No, but I don't know, though. Like, the, I'm, I, I don't, that's why I'm asking. I don't know. And Judge yes, Reinhold is not. Yeah. It's going to be hard for him to play this part. But at the same time, like, I think of that, that whole series, and I instantly pick picture, like, the 1984-85 right. character yep. version. So it's kind of hard visually and mentally to wrap my head around what it would even look like now, but I, I want to like it, but I don't know. So Dial of <laughs> Destiny, in my opinion, was not good. I'm concerned about this one. I will watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course I will watch it. Uh, and then yeah. the, the last thing, and I just think this is another kind of one of those interesting, weird stories. Rachel Zegler, who has been criticized a lot for complaining, for example, that in Snow White that she was going to play, that Prince Charming, we don't need a Prince Charming. Prince Charming is a stalker, taking kind of a woke perspective on all the Snow White stuff. 
now all of a sudden has completely reversed. She loves Snow White. She's always loved Snow White. Disney is the bestest, bestest, bestest thing ever. Just necessity under the circumstances? <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe definitely necessity to some degree because, you know, you can't be making comments like that when you're fronting a Disney film. Right. It's just not going to fly. You know, somebody's going to sit you down and talk to you and and if not fire you. So there's that. However, some of her approach sounds well beyond the 22 years that she's walked this planet where, you know, the, the controversy and the backlash has made her stronger and it's made her like Teflon and she feels so much better now because she knows she can handle anything and everything. And, and she's so grateful to have learned these lessons and, and I, I hope that we're dealing with a 22-year-old woman that is wise beyond her years and maybe an old soul, and this is all true because these are lessons that really benefit you once you finally learn them. So I'm hoping that she's speaking from a place where she's actually learned something because it would totally benefit her from this point on forevermore in her life. But I'm sure that the House of Mouse leaned in on her <laughs> yeah. about her comments. So you've just given me, I've never had this idea before, so that's why I love talking with you. You give me interesting ideas. I have this this idea, and walk with me for a second, the ability to declare social media bankruptcy. And every 30-year-old <laughs> ought to have the ability at the age of 30 to wipe out everything they have ever put on social media and wipe it forever from the internet, like the, you know how they do in Europe. It just seems like uh, that yeah. concept of bankruptcy, declaring bankruptcy, getting out from under all your past, even though people might remember it in their head. You know what I mean? I don't know. Something along these lines makes sense to me. Am I, what do you think? Well, you know what? I think, I think we all need that, right? To some degree, you have to be accountable, but at some point, people are supposed to let things go because if you don't let things go, people never change. Yeah. They're, you know, you have to give people a chance and by doing that, you have to let things go. But with social media, we have this habit of pulling up things that are 10 years old, 15 years mm -hmm. old, eight years old, whatever, and holding people's feet to the fire as if they said it yesterday. And right. I don't know. I mean, I've grown a lot in a decade and I have to hope everybody else kind of has too, because it's sad if you haven't. Yeah. So somewhere in there, you have to let things go. And as we all know, the people of our age are super glad we didn't have social media when we were their age. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's bad enough there are photos. <laughs> it's definitely bad enough that don't there might be photos. When, I know. Don't you cringe when Facebook gives you a throwback from 10 years ago, 12 oh. years ago. Don't you have a moment where you oh God, what send I do? you a post and you're like, oh. <laughs> no, yes. if you don't have that moment, then you're not being real to some degree. I agree. We all know what that's like. Now, imagine if you said something inflammatory, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, you don't I, know what's to go. Uh, Kate Meehan, I, I love being able to have a little bit longer conversation with you. You're so interesting. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show so many times, and we'll look forward to talking to you again uh, in two weeks when I'm back from vacation. Uh, but thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.